This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. Yeah, I mean, so, I'm sorry, G, I know it's not It's uh, Boomer Geo coming to you live from the Built Ford Tough studio. You're so professional. Yes, that's right. Um, so, womp, 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 I know Darren Ravel did this, so maybe you can explain it to me again, because we were trying to figure this out on the train last night with a bunch of meatheads, and I was, like, right in the middle of those meatheads, because trying to figure out time differences and everything else. So explain, how does Taylor Swift make it back to Las Vegas for the Super Bowl if she's got three shows in Tokyo. I think three shows, right? All right, so this is what Darren Ravel tweeted out last night. It says, Taylor Swift per- performs in Japan the night before the Super Bowl. It will end around 10 p.m. Tokyo time, which is 5 a.m. Las Vegas time. The flight from Tokyo so to by, Vegas... By the way, by the way, right now is 10 p.m. Right now, at this moment, it is 10.01 in Japan. No. Yes, it is. Is it? Yes, it yes, is. 14 hours. So, so we'll 17 he's, Oh, he's saying it will end. So 5 and 10. So he's saying that he's guessing three hours for the show is what he's saying. All yeah, right, like gotcha. They should right. even cut that show short. Uh, maybe. It will end around 10 p.m. Tokyo time, which is 5 a.m. Las Vegas time, which is right now. Yes. Got it. Yes. Uh, the flight from Tokyo to Vegas takes 12 hours meaning Swift can arrive at 5 p.m. local on the day before the Super Bowl, 25 hours, 35 oh, minutes so good. before kickoff. That's good. There you go. There you go. So she will be there. So do you think there is a proposal uh, if the Chiefs win? Quite possibly, yeah. I mean, you've been all over this. What's that? You've been all over this. Well, I, was, I told you they were going to get... Uh, I've not been all over her being at the games... Um, I've had it with that, but I have been all over with them getting married. And, okay. and everybody thought I was nuts when I first said it. I did think that they were going to get married. So you've got it there. You've got uh, everything that you want. And I'm telling you, if Taylor Swift wasn't going to foot the bill for that flight, I'm sure CBS would. <laughs> they want her ass there more than anybody else. <laughs> I could make a couple calls to find out about that. <laughs> I'm telling you right now, that was a celebration. That was a celebration for CBS yesterday. Think about it. Compared to Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens and bleh, whatever, you get Mahomes and Kelsey and Taylor Swift. Ray Lewis and, and T. Suggs. Yep. We get Taylor Swift. That's right. I mean, it'll be kind of interesting watching her watch Usher's halftime show. No? Not really. No. Oh, okay. No, no, no. Maybe for you guys. I mean, what, what, why watch? I mean... Her 
not for me, like I said, the millions of shots of her, but yeah, people are her. interested. People, I, I've had enough of seeing her. I've had enough of that booth. And it's also, it's the Brittany Holmes, Jackson Holmes factor. Yeah, okay, The yeah. fact that she's now in that group, it's just hard for me to, it's just tough. And I've always not been a Brittany and Jackson Holmes I know, I know you've been very open about that. So, yes. uh, so it's just a lot. But people do want to see her reactions when things go well or don't go well with Travis Kelsey. They never show her if anything bad goes with Travis Kelsey, but... Things go on, they see her reaction. Her reaction to Usher doing the halftime show, I don't think, is anything that anybody would be... Really? I think that's kind of cool. Well, what... Like, what I don't do know, you, it's just like, there's how? another great artist, and he's doing his thing. She's there watching her... So, would you want a life. camera on Joe Montana watching Brock Purdy play in the Super Bowl? Would that be interesting to you? No. Okay, so there you go. It's another great quarterback watching a great quarterback play in the Super Bowl. Yeah, but this is different. How? Well, they're artists. These are football players. They're artists, too. Quarterbacks are artists, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, I know that. Yeah, I was an artist at one point in time. Yeah. Yeah. That's all. You know? Hopefully, it's a good halftime show. Hopefully, it's a great halftime show. Okay. I will say, though, Hopefully that the game is great. Yeah. Because the, the only Super Bowl that I went to, I have to say, <laughs> the flight home was 50 times more entertaining than anything that that game gave me, including the halftime show. Is that the one coming back from Minnesota? No. That was the one coming back from Atlanta. Oh, Atlanta. Okay. Which was the Phil Simms one-man show. Oh, yes. Okay. Where yes. he was essentially like John Leguizamo out there. It did an hour and a half of him on a stage by himself. Yes. Amazing. Yeah. It truly was amazing. Because that game, it was 13-3. to 3. Now, I do, on my sports resume, have Tom Brady and Bill Belichick winning their last Super Bowl together. I saw that with my own two eyes. That's a cool thing to say. Cool thing. But 13 to 3, boring game. Very boring. And the halftime show, so it's just when you watch it live, it's just so different. Like, I just so, and we were behind the stage. So it wasn't like a rotating stage. We were sitting, great seats, awesome. I'm not you're complaining welcome. about yeah. the seats. Yeah, you're welcome. I'm not complaining because I knew that's where you're going to go. Oh, yeah. you're seats, Briggs. <laughs> uh, great seats. <laughs> <laughs> but you, uh, it was behind the halftime, so like you could, I couldn't really I just saw smoke and like I have to look up at the screen to see Adam, and it was Adam Levine, like a nice career, but you know, star power, not exactly. Nobody really references that Adam Levine halftime show like they do some of the other ones, you know. Yeah. So I'm hoping this is extravagant. This is huge. Usher goes nuts, has some great special guests, and we have an awesome football game between two great teams. You know, Al, I don't remember. Did you guys go to the Super Bowl out in Arizona between the Giants and the Patriots? The first one? Was that the one that Katy Perry did? Um, no. Well, That was we, Tom Petty, I think. Didn't Tom Petty do the 2007 yeah. one with the Giants? Yes. Super Bowl so maybe Tom Petty. And then where was the other one? There was one in Arizona with Katy Perry. Was yeah, Giants sure. Pats too? Yes. Was that Katy Perry? Yeah. Okay. I was not at that. <clears throat> she came in on a big horse, like a big oh, explosion yeah. horse and everything. That was that? cool. That was great. That was really cool. Like I remember that one, the Lady Gaga jumping off the stadium. She one. was great. Yeah, that was really good. Bruno Mars was great. Remember that one? So, yeah, we're here in New York. That was really really good. Uh, da, 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 da. Obviously, the nipple one, everybody remembers that. For Jan the, Jackson, yeah. But that was, I mean, that's memorable Justin for that. Justin Timberlake, yeah. But there were some really, really good ones. Beyonce's made a lot of noise. I remember that. And she blew out the uh, circuits down the street. 
<laughs> and then that's another one where CBS the lights went out. <laughs> <laughs> really is amazing. Oh, but listen, I I am that's going to be a tremendous experience. The first ever Super Bowl in Las Vegas will be that day will be tremendous. I just need a little bit of better weather because I told you I don't know what the hell's going to happen or what the hell I'm going to do. I'll go to the gym. I will. I thought about that. Okay, good. Good. I mean, you going to go to the gym? Yeah. So we'll go together. If you'd like to. I, mean, I did we have actually to do that everything week, together. That whole that whole week out at Atlanta, I went to the gym because I was bored after the show. And that was where I saw Cower and V. And he was doing the bench presses. <clears throat> I was like, I know that grunt. Okay. It was at one point in the, in that hotel gym, it was Jim Rome on a treadmill. Me on an elliptical and Bill Cower doing bench brushes. <laughs> I was like, this is a weird, this is bizarre what's going on right now. So, uh, let's go to Joe and Peekskill. What's going on, Joe? Okay, Gio, how yeah. about this? How yeah. about if Usher's, Usher's special guest is Taylor Swift? No, she would never do that, man. I'll tell you, I'll tell you why, Joe, and I, I know where your brain's going with this, and I appreciate the creativity, but... She would not want to take away the spotlight from her man that night. It's one thing if she's watching the game and the cameras catch her. It's another thing if she now crosses that line as a part of the entertainment. There's no way. Right. Did you uh, you see yesterday when Jim Nance was doing the trophy presentation? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you got the Hunt family up there. You yeah. got Andy Reid's family yeah. up there. And then you got... The, what are you doing now? I, I didn't hear that. Anyway, so then you have all the players up there. Yeah. Taylor Swift was not up there. No, she was down on she the field. She was down on the, on the field, like the rest yeah. of the family members. Yeah, of course. Yeah, that's where it should be. She's not gonna. She's not gonna do anything in halftime. I mean, that would be nuts, and people would go crazy. Any rumors on guests? Like, I got a like Usher's famous songs. Oh, Little John. That's right. I bet you Little John comes out. You know, you know Little John. What about Little Dicky? Yeah! Him? What about Little Dicky? No, I don't think Little Little Dicky will probably cancel on Usher. <laughs> The schedule changed. Let's <laughs> go okay. okay. to uh, Doug, who's down in Texas. What's going on, Doug? Good morning. Doug? Hello, Doug in Texas. All right. We'll go, uh, we keep it in Texas, the very large state, and go to Chris, who hopefully is there. What's up, Chris? What's going on, boys? All right, what Chris, up, what's happening? Hey, man, I called you before. I'm the one that's in Colleen, Texas, at the home of Fort Hood. So I called you a couple of weeks ago. Don't know if you guys remember. Yes, Chris, absolutely. What do you got today? How you doing this morning? Hey, Great. So, now, now, here's the thing. <clears throat> so I smoke cigars. I'm at the cigar lounge last night. I almost went through the TV. Listen, I, I understand this guy goes for fourth downs um, during the regular season. God bless him. He's got some grapefruits. Love him to death. Don't get me wrong. But when it's playoff time... And you you have a chance to extend your leads. That is exactly what you do. Different or not, I look at it as you stay in control of the game. It's a psychological advantage when you start when you put more points on the board to the other team. They keep looking up at the scoreboard and they keep seeing that they're losing by more than what they were losing by before. That is my take on. I I, I could not understand. You know, you, you're not going to win the game in the third quarter. I, I, these Detroit fans at the lounge last night were like, oh, that's what he's done all year. I get it, but there's no next week. You want to do that in week six, week seven, week eight, week nine, you got next week to make it up. Great. God bless you. But when it's one and done and you're in the NFC championship game, you got to take the points, put the points on the board, extend your lead, 
Keep that psychological advantage. Keep control of the game in your hands. Yeah, and Chris, we, we basically agreed with everything you said earlier this morning, and especially that third quarter one, where you stop the Niners, you keep them out of the end zone at the beginning of the third quarter, they kick a field goal. It now gets it to 14th. That was a deflating situation. Because you think a Niners score a touchdown here, that's a big deal. Lions hold them, kick a field goal. Now the Lions are right back down the field, back at field goal range. You could kick a field goal, get back up three scores right back to 17. And you're like, hell, if you're the 49ers, you're like, man, this is this is still a big hill to climb. Instead, it's a two-score game. They go for it. Obviously, don't get it. And then from there, everything fell apart. You so. know, in the second half, there were probably about five issues that really hurt the Lions. I mean... And and a couple of those were decisions by Dan Campbell, but a couple of those decisions, you know, if his players do what they're supposed to do, then then he looks like a genius. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I, for me, I, and I know you're saying the first fourth down, the first fourth and two where the ball is dropped by Reynolds, I, I think that, you know, that one there, I could see if you kick the field goal, then you just, you're, all you're doing is, you, you have the same score as you went into halftime with, mm-hmm. assuming that Badgley makes it. We're assuming that, um, but the but the the way that they managed like the last ten minutes of the game and some of the things that they did, I mean, running the ball and then having to burn a timeout and then having to go onside kick, I mean, there were there are a lot of different things that went on where you know that coach and and of course his offensive coordinator, you know, those guys have got to like really think things through and they got to think about. You know what? What is what happens if it doesn't work? Like we always assume, and I'm sure those those teams assume at the time. Oh, we're going for it. You know, you know how they are. You know how coaches are. Sure, especially a guy like Dan Campbell. I believe in my guys. My guys are going to do this. We've been doing this all year. And that last caller is 100 percent right. There is no there is no tomorrow. And you know the Chiefs. If you you can say whatever you want, the Chiefs played it so conservatively in the second half. There were a couple times where Patrick Mahomes could have thrown the ball away, but he didn't. He took the sack because he wanted the clock to continue to run. Or he wanted to force Baltimore to use one of their timeouts. They ended up winning the game, due in large part to some of the mistakes the, the Ravens made. But the Chiefs never turned the ball over, and they played really conservative in that second half to eat up as much clock and to force Baltimore to use their timeouts. I know we always talk about talent and greatness and winning these games, but you, you cannot. When, when you are talented and you add the experience that the Chiefs have had in these games, I mean, it is just, they are just tough to beat, man. They are just tough to beat. And you just see it. Like, they're not making mistakes. They're not taking the dumb penalties. They're not turning the ball over. They're making the critical plays on the third downs. It's just they were they were not losing. They just weren't losing. That's sort of the way I'm going to feel about them going into the Super Bowl. We'll see what happens. In two weeks, I'll flip-flop a million times. But did you see the uh, opening spread? Yeah, I think, uh, what, the 49ers are favored by three? Uh, one and a half. I don't well, know if it I'll opened at three, but right now yeah. it's Niners minus one and a half. And one of the guys from FanDuel were on the train last night. Oh, and, yeah? And I think he said it opened at three. <clears throat> Maybe it's already down. It could have opened at three. I'm just saying, as of right now, it is... It is Niners minus one and a half. Al looked like he was about to say something. Oh, no, I saw earlier it was two, point, two and a half when it first oh, came out. Oh, it was two and a half when you yeah. saw it when it first came out. All right. So people are on the Chiefs then, huh? They're on the Chiefs early I mean, how, on. I mean, how could you not be? I mean, look, as many great players. Look, we have a lot of great players in this game, but there's one player that stands above all of them. Fifteen. Yeah. I mean, this is this should be a great game, though. This really should be. I mean, on paper, it feels like 
a couple of titans going at it. That's what it feels like. Because the, the, I understand it's Brock Purdy, but he's been playing great. But the Niners, we said it all year long. If they didn't make it to the Super Bowl, it would be a disaster for yes. them. And here they are. From, we haven't really talked about the Niners' perspective going into this game, but like, think about when they lost to the Chiefs in that 19 season. And then they, they had Jimmy Garoppolo. They needed to move on. It's the Tyreek Hill play. Right. So they, Tyreek Hill play, yeah. So they wanted to get better at the quarterback position because Patrick Mahomes had beat them, and they're like, we're never going to be able to get to that next level if we don't get someone like him. They end up moving on from Garoppolo. They draft Trey Lance. Trey Lance is a bust. They keep adding to the roster, getting better and better and better. And now here comes Brock Purdy, and they're back into the game with Brock Purdy against Patrick Mahomes. And here's the amazing thing. Patrick Mahomes... Makes $57 million this year. Brock Purdy, 870000 Yeah. Now, he'll get some bonuses because he's outplayed his contract. But but still, yeah, but there's still. a large gap there. I heard uh, it was Tim Hasselbeck, I think, when I was uh, driving in. It was a cut from one of the shows he was on where he said that there's at least 10 quarterbacks in college football that make more than Brock Purdy makes for the 49ers. Yes, exactly. It's unbelievable. It's a world we're living in, man. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Tweeted me or X'd me or posted to me that it was Madonna who was the halftime show at the 2011 Giants Super Bowl. Do you remember that? Giants Patriots? I don't. That it wasn't Katy Perry. It was Tom Petty, Super Bowl 42, 2007. It was Madonna in 2011, the second one in Indianapolis. I do feel like, uh, so that was Indianapolis, that's why. So it was the, what Super Bowl was that? The next Arizona Super Bowl. I don't know, man. That was the Katy Perry halftime. Katy Perry halftime show. She doesn't do anything anymore at Katy Perry other than American Idol, right? She's not yeah, putting she any new fam- songs or not a family, I believe. It was Orlando Bloom. Uh, the Super Bowl halftime show. Oh, that was 49. the one with- Super Bowl Forty Nine. Okay, that was the one with the left shark or right shark. Remember they had that shark dancing around. Everybody was upset about her, but <laughs> so stupid. All right, Super Bowl 49. They had Missy Elliott and Lenny Kravitz there. And Left Shark, yeah. And Left Shark. Who's Left Shark? 
Do you remember Left Shark? No, I don't remember Left Shark. All was, I remember, she came in on some giant, like, Trojan horse. Yeah, it was a lion. Oh, it was a lion. Is what it was. That yeah, was her album. That was her song, yeah. That's Roar. A, Roar. But no, Left Shark, it was a guy dressed as a shark. <laughs> there was two sharks, one on each side of her, and the Left Shark was not dancing correctly. Like, the right shark had all the moves, and the left shark was, like, spazzing out. Oh, my so God. So it became a thing. No, yeah, I don't remember You that. don't remember left shark? No, I don't remember left shark. I'm sorry. See, that's one thing I do remember about that. I remember the lion, and I remember left shark. I don't remember the game at all. What was the game? What was Super Bowl Forty Nine? It was uh, Seahawks lost uh, to the Patriots on oh. that interception at the end zone. That's right. Yep. The old give it to Marshawn Lynch situation. That was a good halftime show, though. That was. That was a really good one. Oh, I see. Yeah, she does come out in a lion. It's a lion. Okay. That thing is gigantic. It is. She looks so good, too. Yeah, that was that was definitely a memorable one. Uh, all right, Jerry, what's happening, man? Well, we are brought to you by the Farmer's Dog. Fresh, humid-grade dog food delivered right to your door. Before we do the Niners uh, and, the, uh, and the Chiefs, just because I finally went and watched it, and I have a question for you. Yeah. Why did SNL not call you? <laughs> I'm going to give you one line from this crap from Saturday, okay, and I don't right. really want to highlight it anymore, but, I mean, it was so bad. I told you. I mean, like, who approves the the, the, the script would be what I would want to know. Lauren Michaels. But beyond, okay. Well, beyond that, then, who approves the impersonations? They had Cower, Sims, James Brown, and yeah. Brosson. Okay? okay. And they had Nansen Romo. Well, maybe they thought the guy okay. playing Sims could play me and Sims. Maybe. Maybe that's, Perhaps. Maybe that's what it was. They go around the room for uh, predictions. Okay. You tell me who this is supposed to be. I predict that one of us will appear in a commercial for penis pills. Out of those six people I just said, who do you think that was supposed to so be? So now I know why JB wouldn't want to show this to his grandkids. Oh, yeah. Okay. The penis pill spot. Uh, I'll say it's trying to be, that person's trying to be Jim Nance. Who do you think? Jim, Jim, why was Jim Nance involved? Well, he did the stand up with Romo, <laughs> which was oh, oh. terrible. Like okay. beyond terrible. All right. Uh, penis pills. <laughs> I'm going to say that that was... I predict that one of us will appear in a commercial for penis pills. <laughs> penis pills. <laughs> penis pills. Uh, was that uh, Coach Cower? Yeah. Oh, my God. That was supposed to be Bill Cower. How, how would you make that sound? <laughs> like, do that line the right way. I predict that one of us is going to go down there and get a Viagra endorsement to get the penis moving in the right direction. <laughs> that's a hell of a lot funnier than that. Hey, SNL, that's wake sure. up. Yes. Some of us need help, some of us don't. I don't. You might. But if it's floppy, <laughs> down there. How would your boy Phil do it? <laughs> oh. And his Sims's were just as bad. They were. It was just a straight-sounding person. It was nothing. People come up and say... Those penis get hosted. <laughs> and I say sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> Poor Phil had a, had a hard time with his uh, his travel bags this week. Oh, oh did he? Yeah. I twice, he took a twice, car. He, twice he forgot his bags. Uh -huh. Well, no, like the one time he, he was in together with leaving a hotel. Mm. And he gets in the bag, he gets in the, the car and he's like, 
damn, I forgot my bag. <laughs> in the room? No, no, I think he left this one probably where we checked out. Mm. And then when we were trying to leave and trying to get to the, the train station, because we all wanted to make the train, he's walking around, and I'm like, Phil, what are you doing? He goes, where's my bag? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, I have no idea. Ooh, so this guy's going to spend a week in Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. I said, come on, man. I said, you probably... And I told him where probably where I thought it would be. And I think that's where it was. Okay. Yeah. Good. You're like his handler. I felt like it, yes. Yeah, Sim is wandering around Vegas, <laughs> not knowing where he is, where bag? his hotel is. He's just wondering where his bag was. <laughs> Poor guy. Uh, all right, let's take it from the nightcap. You have the Niners and Lions in Santa Clara. San Francisco wins as they literally uh, spotted the Lions a 24-7 lead, and the next thing you know, they're up 10. Running back Elijah Mitchell in the eye. There's the snap, a spinning handoff, and it goes to Mitchell, who bores his way in. That is a touchdown over the right guard. The Niners have scored again. Three-yard touchdown run by Elijah Mitchell. And that was Kevin Harlan, Westwood. Great point. And they scored again and again and again and again. 27 straight points on their way to a 34-31 win as Detroit did score late. Brock Purdy, a touchdown and a pick. Brandon Ayuk, uh, a six-yard touchdown catch after that. Uh, catch off the deflection of the face mask of the defender. Here was Nick Bosa. We had to change things up at the break because that halftime score was rough. It was embarrassing. Yeah, it was embarrassing. Kind of felt helpless. Um, and we we didn't want to go down as failures. And we know our defense is way too good to play like that. <laughs> Don't want to be a failure, that's for sure. Oh. Here, <laughs> well, by, the way, I'm watching, by the way, I'm watching this Katy Perry halftime show. Yeah. Left Shark looks fine. No, Left Shark was having issues. I mean, that's just the way that it was. Left Shark did not follow I don't the... remember Left Shark having issues. I just remember the Sharks on the stage. No, Left Shark didn't do the things that Right Shark was doing, and it looked like Left Shark was confused well, about... Well, it looks fine. He's a little late, or she, or who's ever in the... Uh... Well, you can't be late. Yeah, that's the... Th- I mean, see? Like, Left Shark's just spazzing out over there. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. He's... I mean, you, you missed the worst part of it. All right. Well, these yeah, things you got to go like back and do that. generated anyway. Yeah. Whatever. They were not. That was oh, 2015. Oh, 15? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, nine years ago. Uh, here was Brandon Ayuk. Look at us fighting back again. They had to come back and beat the Packers. That's back-to-back weeks uh, with wins that we weren't supposed to have, apparently. Uh, who, who didn't think they were going to win? I don't know. Everybody is so sensitive. They saw somebody pick them on ESPN. Somebody picked the other team. <clears throat> If you watched our show, I think everybody on our on our desk except me picked the Lions. Really? Same to thing. Win? Same thing with the Ravens. Huh. They all picked the Ravens and I picked the Chiefs. Look at that. Suck on that NFL today crew. <laughs> well, Coach Cow was so proud because he won the championship, kinda like you. Yes, that's right. You won the regular season. And you won going away. Winners yeah. win, Boomer. I know. What can you do? Me and Coach Cow are birds of a feather. Brock Purdy's a winner. He's appreciating the journey. It's been a long year, but at the same time, it's been pretty quick. And so uh, for me, I just try to enjoy every single day, enjoy these guys, enjoy the wins, enjoy, honestly, the lows that come with it. Like, you got to learn from that kind of stuff. And they are learning all their way to the Super Bowl where they will take on the Chiefs on uh, February 11th. For the Lions, man, it's rough. Killer not to win this game. This is Dan Campbell. Look, I told those guys, this may have been only shot. Do I think that? No. Do I believe that? No. However, I, I know how hard it is to get here. I, I'm well aware. And it'll be, 
it's going to be twice as hard to get back to this point next year than it was this year. That's that's the reality. Yep, taking the Lions under next year over under already. Boom, whatever it is, under, under. Disappointing season. They got a lot of good players, man. Yeah, I know. Still going to have this a great was the time. No, they're Sorry, still going to have a great offensive line. You're up 17 points in a championship Got to win. and choked it away. Yeah. So, a tough one for sure. Tough. Uh, meantime, the Chiefs got up early on the Ravens. They did not choke it away as they did win the game. 16th play of the drive. Second and goal from the two. Handoff. Pacheco redirects to the left, and he slices in for the touchdown. The Chiefs regain the lead. That was Ian Eagle Westwood one on the fan. The Chiefs regain the lead and maintain the lead. 17-10, the final score as they win in Baltimore and head to the Super Bowl for the fourth time in five years. Here was Patrick Mahomes on CBS after the game. We went out and got it done. They were going to challenge us, and the guys stepped up and made plays. I mean, God put us a lot of adversity in our way this year, and we accepted the challenge, and we're better for it. I mean, it's uh, it's been a heck of a year. We're not done yet, but this is the, this is the way to get there. That was the other thing with that stupid skit talking about CBS. <laughs> they went down to the field for Tracy Wolfson uh-huh. with Andy Reid, and he started crying because Taylor Swift isn't going to be around after the season. I mean, what are we doing? It was just. I mean, you awful. think about how somebody had to write that. Somebody yes. had to come up with that. <laughs> I mean, that show was legendary. Like the, my childhood, I love Saturday Night Live. Yeah, I mean, and, and errors, certain errors of it too. You know, the, the the Chevy Chase era, and then when I was growing up, was the Dana Carvey, Mike Myers, Kevin Nealon, Chris Farley, Phil Hartman. I mean, some of my entire, like, basis of, like, entertainment when I was a child came from that. And now we got this. <laughs> it was so bad. It was not good. Uh, here was the real Andy Reid. His team just fights. The thing that stood out to me most was just the positive attitude on the sideline. Through the highs and the lows of positive attitude, that kind of tells you the season. A season in which they wind up going to the Super Bowl again. For John Harbaugh, great regular season, but he's got nothing to show for it. That said, team did a nice job. I was proud of them. I'm proud of the season that they had. I, th- I feel like... Uh, like it was a, it was a team that had a lot of challenges. You know, I don't think it was a team that was too highly touted coming into the season. But maybe, but they had a good season and then do not win at home in the that's title what, that's game. That's really tough because <clears throat> they're in a very very tough division, and it ain't getting easier next year, especially if Joe Burrow's healthy. Yeah, if he's healthy and they're they're able to somehow keep T Higgins there, they're going to be a difficult team. You know, the Steelers are always going to be they're always going to play each other tough. Uh, the Browns obviously had a top-flight defense. They'll add uh, to that team as well. I mean, I don't know. This is this is their shot, I think. And Lamar Jackson knows not good enough, meaning the offense on this day. Defense did a wonderful job. They held a great, a great offense at 17 points. We got to execute. We scored one touchdown, and that's not like us. You know, that was early on in the year. No excuses, though. We've got to take advantage. He was off with the passing game. 20 of 37. Did throw for 272, but missed on 17 throws. One touchdown and the one big interception into triple coverage in the end zone. And so the Chiefs advance and the Ravens head home. Uh, one other from Jim Harbaugh, who was on CBS. They're obviously watching his brother's team play uh, on why he is coming back to the NFL. We work together. We win together. And it's worth it. I mean, the hard work, the sacrifice, the pressure, all of it. Why would somebody put themselves through that? Because the rewards are just so darn good. (laughs) 
<laughs> so, and he said he was starstruck by seeing Justin Herbert play that one for you last hour. The Browns hiring Ken Dorsey as the new offensive coordinator. Did the Eagles hire Kellen Moore? Yes. yes. That happened. Yes. Mm-hmm. He goes to Philadelphia Oof, and Joe Brady that's has a the... weird one for Kellen me. Moore and Vic Fangio, the new coordinators in Philadelphia. It's a weird one for me, I think, because Kellen's more, I think, of a... You know, guy likes to throw the ball a lot, and I think what Philadelphia needs to be, they need to be more like these four teams that played this weekend, and they were that last year, like a tough physical team. And I, I just kind of think of Kellen as like the new breed of offensive coordinator with all these different concepts, as opposed to what really actually does win in the NFL is running the ball between the tackles. And all that, and all four of these teams, you know, got. To where they got to this weekend because that's the way you play. You got to be a physical football team. Uh, NBA tonight, the Knicks in Charlotte to take on the Hornets. We know Julius Randle won't play tonight after dislocating his shoulder Saturday. Don't know uh, when exactly he'll be able to return. This was Tom Thibodeau Saturday, though, afterwards. How concerned are you after seeing this? Very, you know, but you're concerned anytime someone gets hurt and, you know, you hope for the best. And that's where we are. But I also feel that whoever, if he's out, then we next guy get in there and get it done. There you go, next man up. Mm, so, and right. they've been next playing great basketball as they beat the Heat on Saturday at the Garden. Uh, the Neds did finally win. They beat the Rockets on Saturday. Tonight they take on the Jazz. And surprise, surprise, Ben Simmons expected to actually be on the floor and play. You know, in what this hurts game. with the dislocated shoulders when they go to put it back in. I can imagine the way he was walking off that floor. I mean, everything was hanging. And the guys got to go. Look, we 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 got to pop this thing back in. Yeah, Mm, not good. Uh, Rangers center Philip Heedle out the rest of the season. Upper body injury and from college basketball, UConn a blowout win over Xavier and Rutgers lost at home to number two Purdue, 68-60. You didn't do that game? I did do that game. Oh, I saw Carlin somewhere doing something, didn't I? No, I was there. Rutgers-Purdue yesterday. I was there. Good game. What was that score? 68-60. Two-point game with about four minutes to go. And then they couldn't stop Edie, who's seven foot five. You guys are going to make the NIT? Yes, Boomer. Okay. <laughs> What's wrong with you? Nothing. They'll win games. They're good. They're just, this has been some schedule. And Who's these... this 6'8 freshman you guys got? What? You guys got like a 6'8 freshman wing player or no? Yeah, they have a lot of players. Who are you talking about specifically? I don't know. I saw some kid on. Talking about Ace Bailey coming in next year. He's 6'8. Oh, is that who? Yes. We got Ace Bailey and uh, Dylan Harper, number two and three top-rated recruits in the country. <laughs> okay, look good. At, look at They're him. Make the NCAA next year. <laughs> Maybe they go on a run and do it this year. You never know. You never know. Yeah, play Mar- Maryland next week. They do. Yeah. Good. All right. We're in Geo coming to you live. The Build Ford Tough <laughs> Studio. <laughs> on the fan and CBS Sports Network. Vegas Super Bowl 58. CBS is set. We've got the two helmets in front of us, the 49ers and the Chiefs. It was back the 2019 season, 2020, January of 2020, before we knew that uh, COVID was really on its way, uh, that we saw these two teams uh, go at it and Patrick Mahomes Winning the Super Bowl, that was his first Super Bowl, and here are the San Francisco 49ers now with Brock Purdy as their quarterback getting a shot at redemption. Kyle Shanahan, who has seen some very, very tough losses as a coordinator 
for the Atlanta Falcons, 28-3. to The Patriots come back. That Super Bowl against the Chiefs where Patrick Mahomes made Jimmy Garoppolo look like a man who shouldn't have been on the same field as him. Now he gets the shot yes. at redemption two weeks from yesterday. A lot of big-time players in this game, too. That's that's the great thing. I mean, on both sides of the ball, both great head coaches. Um, you know, the quarterback disparity is, is very evident, you know, not only in, in money, but also, I think, overall success. Although Brock Purdy... Has had a lot of success in his first two years. I mean, and to bring his team back in the in these two games, these last two games, I think you would like to think that he has cemented himself there as a quarterback. But you never know with Kyle Shanahan. Yeah, you absolutely never know. I mean, he they went crazy after losing that last Super Bowl to the Chiefs and ended up. I mean. It's not like Jimmy Garoppolo was, uh, I don't know who the hell, Joe Montana, but he was still winning games for them. And they went and they wanted somebody better, somebody more athletic. And they ended up drafting Trey Lance. And then that didn't work out. And then, you know, they ended up here with Brock Purdy, miraculously. And he played great yesterday. And he played great in the divisional round after he had the struggles early on in the game. And he came back and he made all the throws he needed to make in the fourth quarter to win that game. And in this game, he did it again. And it's not just him sitting back in the pocket and then the guys are wide open and him making the throws. I mean, people want to say that to knock him down a peg, and that's just false. If you watch this guy, I mean, he had a huge run uh, yesterday. And then him moving out of the pocket with his eyes downfield and making throws. He had that one to Juszczyk, uh in the, it was I think it was the late third quarter, where he's running around, gets out of the sack, moves to his left. Kyle Juszczyk obviously is improvising because he's a fullback himself, and he throws that ball on a line to Juszczyk, who's right there at the sideline. That's not a system quarterback. That's a winner in a championship game. How would you compare him in your eyes, because you're a a football fan, you've seen quarterbacks come and go. How do you compare him to Lamar Jackson? Man, I'll say that Lamar, he's, he's faster. He could probably throw the ball further. He is definitely a better athlete, but Lamar in these games, like you saw, it made one of the worst throws I've seen with a season on the line into triple coverage, whereas Brock Purdy these last two weeks has made those right throws and hasn't had that stupid, horrible turnover. So Lamar Jackson, he's an MVP for a reason, one of the most talented players in football, but I'm sorry. I mean, it could be recency bias, but... Brock Purdy won that football game for them offensively yesterday, where Lamar Jackson and Zay Flowers lost the football game for the Ravens yesterday. Yeah, that Zay Flowers fumble, that's the killer. That That's the killer, because he came back from, you know, the penalty that was on that same drive, and he had the taunting penalty, and they came right back to him on a little shallow cross. He took it, and he did exactly what he was supposed to do. Catch the ball and go straight up the field, which is exactly what he was trying to do, and he was trying to score it. And it wasn't because of lack of effort. It was just because Legereus Need made an incredible defensive play. I mean, that kid did everything he was supposed to do. Yeah. And then Legereus Need did everything he was supposed to do. Yep. I mean, this wasn't a, I mean, this, this was a great defensive play. I mean, he even had two hands on the ball as he's reaching forward. He just got it knocked out. Two plays in this game. Number one, you know, people are like, oh, why didn't they, you know, challenge that or this, that? And well, they challenge everything normally when it's a turnover or or a score. And they were going to look at this to see whether or not he did break the plane. And he obviously didn't. And, the, you know, the ref, 
the line judge is right there. He sees it clearly that it was not, you know, a touchdown. And the other one was that first down or not first down with um, with Travis Kelsey in the first half. And I was just wondering, because like in the first half, if you burn a timeout, it's not a big deal. It's the second half where these timeouts really come into play, as we saw yesterday with Detroit. So you try to save all those timeouts. The first half, maybe you take a chance on a challenge. And that that play was so close because the next play, they didn't make the first That's half. That's right. Yep. <clears throat> but after further review, after we were watching it, you could see that it was not a first down. So Andy Reid did the right thing, not challenging it and wasting a timeout. Let's go to our buddy John and Hofstra. What's going on, John? Good morning, guys. Um, as you guys have said and Boomer said, not only was that play by Snead just just amazing, it was incredibly clutch, one of the most clutch plays for a variety of reasons that I've ever seen in a game like that. Uh, that's the first thing. You know, this game, as we break it down, I heard someone say over the weekend, you know, like everyone, oh, the money was with the Ravens, and everyone thought the Ravens were going to win. And someone said, you know, betting against Mahomes is like, it's like betting against Brady. And, you know, the more this game gets broken down, the offensive line, the defense, are they going to put pressure on Mahomes, all this stuff? At the end of the day, and I'm just, I have to say it, because now I'm just such a believer, they have 15 on that side. And, you know, we, we, we forget it was not long ago when, Everyone was saying, oh, the receivers are garbage, and this is not, they're not going to do it. I don't even care who's on the field. 15 is on the <clears> side of Kansas City, and that guy just, he's it, he has it, and he's good. there's going to be some way, he's going to do something crazy, he's going to do something fantastic, and they're just, they're just going to win that game. And the last thing is, man, the idea of Kadarius Tony getting two Super Bowl rings is nauseating. Have a good day, guys. All right, see you, um, John. Maybe they don't give him one this time around because... Uh, he could get cut before the Super Bowl, but he was still a part of the team. He'll get it. Here, here's the thing. You know, there's only one other quarterback that I think is 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 close to Patrick Mahomes. So Patrick Mahomes is at a one out of five. He's a five, maybe even a 5.5, a five plus, if you will. The other quarterback, unfortunately, hasn't been able to stay healthy that I think can go toe-to-toe with him is Joe Burrow. And has. Cincinnati. Yeah. And has. And, and won in, in Arrowhead, just like Tom Brady won in Arrowhead. I know Josh Allen is there, and Josh Allen's team has fallen apart here over the last couple of years towards the end of the season and probably should have won the playoff game had Leslie Frazier not had a brain fart as a defense coordinator and allowed Kansas City to get into Harrison Butker field goal range. And by the way, we were on the sideline at the end of the first half when Butker kicked that, what was that, 52-yarder or 53? That sounded like a howitzer coming off of his foot. I mean, it was unbelievable. And we were standing over there, you know, by the, the end of the Chiefs bench where they do all their practice stuff for the, you know, the long snapper and the holder and all that. It's it's hard to believe how big Harrison Butker is. I mean, he's a big guy. And he's got a cannon for a leg. When he hit that ball, Coach, could you hear that? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, man. That sounded like it was like, like, like a shot out of a cannon. Yeah. It's a huge deal. Oh my god! And if I and I was thinking yesterday, you know, everybody talks about Dan Campbell going for a lot of fourth downs. What if he had Justin Tucker or Harrison Butker as his kicker yesterday? Maybe he changes his mind. I don't know. I mean, because it's when you have those guys, it's a weapon. You throw them out there, you know they're making it every time or almost every time. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 